Hello and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews and my continued look at killer spider movies with Spiders coming out in 2000 and with more than a nod to the B-movies of the 50s, the Creature Features B-movies that is of the 50s. Does this fall into the soap and it's good category or is this just plain bad? I can tell you one thing and this was made in a budget of $2 million so don't expect a blockbuster. However, is this worth your time? Find out here. With that, it is on with the show, starring Lana Perella, Josh Green, Oliver McCready, Nick Swartz. Okay, I've never heard any people either, so let's move on with this. Directed by Gary Jones, The Plot, a local newspaper reporter, digs into secret military experiments. Finding the government has used alien DNA on spiders, one of these spiders escape and runs amok in a town. Can she stop this gigantic spider with the help of a rogue government agent? Or is the town doomed? The movie opens up on a scientist injecting a spider with an unknown serum. It then cuts to the Majestic 12 HQ. Now if you're a conspiracy nut like me, you'll know Majestic 12 was the US government's look into UFOs of the 40s and 50s with Project Blue Book and supposedly stopped then. But UFO nuts say they're still out there covering up UFOs and aliens on Earth. Sorry, I slipped into the X-Files there. Both movies I covered last year. Check my archives. Anyway, back to this movie. On a set that looks like it fell out of the 60s Batman. I kid you not, they're using real-to-real computers. And this is supposed to be a super high-powerful, rich organisation. We see stock footage of a shuttle launch. We then cut into a shot of space, which thankfully is a picture in a book about UFOs. And we meet our hero, Marcy Iyer, played by Lana Parella of Once Upon a Time fame as she f we find out she's a reporter for the local college paper. She runs to her office where she finds two aliens waiting for her to be interviewed. At first we think they're legal aliens, but soon find out, nope, they're space aliens, because that's funny, right? Anyway, she shows them a picture of supposed military bases, and they freak the fuck out, speaking their alien tongue, which is actually Dutch. It is here we meet computer hacker and all-round nerd Jake, played by Nick Swartz, because this was the late 90s, early noughties, and of course, being a geek, he was a hacker. He hands Marcy super-secret military files he finds on the internet about Area 21, Area 51's red-headed stepchild no one talks about. Just noticed, in the pan of her office booth, which is filled with alien and UFO junk, she has a signed blow-up purple alien. Why? Then runs paper photographer Slick, played by Oliver McCready, now I've not heard of him either, of pictures of Area 21, which causes the male alien to freak out. Fueled by this piece of hammy overacting, she runs to her editor and demands to do a piece on Area 21. Because, of course, you would take the word of two nutjobs fresh off the street. The editor hears none of it and throws out the two quote-unquote aliens and then gets her to do a piece on animal testing which you think is boring because of course people rather read about two nutjob aliens than the plight of animal testing and what happens to these poor animals. But of course not listening to her editor about her piece of the shuttle launch, sla shuttle launch slash animal testing, she drives off with Slick and Jake to dig into Area 21, which apparently is behind the Hollywood sign. Ooh, get in. After some crap late 90s rap music kicks in, as Marcy drives through the desert. Meanwhile, in space, 
We see stock footage of two astronauts doing a spacewalk, averaged overdubbed with bitchy dialogue about how bad Canadian crapmanship really is. The Majestic 12 quote-unquote scientists inject the same spider known as Mother-in-Law from the beginning of the movie with some unknown DNA. And then a solar flare hits and a hole breaks loose because of course NASA would do spacewalks during a solar activity. This causes the spider to escape and kill everyone on board. As this is happening, Chief MIB Agent Gray, played by Mark Fellon, chews out other MIB Agent Murphy, played by Josh Green, to what happened, then takes over the space shuttle as the crew is eaten by a rubber spider on a string floating around, and I nearly fell out of my seat laughing at this. Later at night, in the middle of the desert, Marcy and Cole stumble onto Area 21, while Matt's painting of an army base anyway. Wouldn't you know it? Mere seconds after her editor throws her off the story about the shuttle, it crashes, well a toy at least, right in front of her. Marcy and Cole jump the fence of this super secret army base which is supposed to have laser grids and cameras etc etc, but it's just a plain chain link fence. They enter the downed shuttle and find carnage as most of the crew are dead with their chest exploded alien style. They find the captain alive burly, however have to hightail out of there as the army show up. They're forced to hide in the back of the one and only covered army truck as the MIB agents check out the shuttle with Agent Murphy squishing a mother-in-law. So Agent Grey blows up the shuttle once the captain has been taken out and placed in the back of the army tri- truck with Marcy, which by the way they are not seen by the dozens of army men because they're fucking blind. It's a flatbed truck and I don't see these three teenagers lying there. Oh yes, and I forgot to add, Agent Grey kills one of the doctors right there on the spot because he's a fucking nut job. The army take the bodies to Area 21 with Marcy still on the back, even when they're unloading the truck, she's still not seen. Now loose and ring around the base, they follow the body of the captain to a lab. Sneaking around, Marcy finds a specimen room straight out of Halloween 6 with stillborn babies in jars and beheaded heads floating around which totally aren't masks. She then finds an alien body in a deep freeze which you know where it was off the X-Files. Meanwhile, in the lab, the captain gives birth to a three-foot rubber spider via his mouth, which instantly kills both doctors who were helping the captain as Marcy and Cole look on, stunned, running for their lives back to the specimen room as the female doctor is stalked and killed by a wind-up spider and I swear to god I felt mature laughing at this, it looks like a fucking tank with a spider stuck to it. Marcy, Slick and Jake make a run for it as a rubber spider is thrown against the door making it look like it's attacking. So now lost in the dark hallways as all they can do is bicker, back in the lab the male doctor comes to just enough to set off the alarms and then instantly dies. Okay, I get this is a low budget movie and you're trying to build up suspense, but does every single shot have to be complete and utter darkness? What, did you want a three lights and a flashlight? For fuck's sake. <laughs> With the base on lockdown, the two MIB agents take four army guys down to the labs, because of course you don't take six people down to the labs in a red alert emergency. Back with Marcy and co, she finds a deep freeze room, which isn't a boiler room with dry ice pouring from the ceiling, and actors are told to act cold. They find an astronaut from Apollo 18 and the body of Jim Morrison and JFK on ice. Now if you don't know about Apollo 18, this was supposed to be the Apollo mission that was set up to the moon and was chased off the moon's surface by the aliens that actually live on the moon, allegedly. Moving on. The MIBs and army men, now six of them, 
find a lab with the dead captain and doctor also webbing everywhere. So Agent Grey gives order for mother-in-law to not to be harmed. Marcy and co now found themselves in some sort of meat locker with Slick and Jake still not believing her conspiracy theory stories. How? They saw the captain birthing this huge spider and they saw the Apollo 18 astronaut. So what the fuck? The MIB agents go down to the dark, dank maze of hallways and of course spot up in true Scooby-Doo style. Marcy and co find a stairwell after yet more infighting and decide to go up, which they do into the spider's web. In which Jake gets bitten on a leg, so Slick straight up punches a spider off his leg and it falls to its death, dozens of stories down. But does it? Aha, nope! It just mutates into an even bigger spider and comes back to life in true horror movie villain style. They stumble around the darkened hallways until they find a room handily marked Project M.I.L. That's Project Mother-in-Law, where they find out via some hacking that the government has been experimenting on spiders with alien DNA to make super-sized killer spiders. Nope. Also, why? Jake freaks the fuck out when he finds out the spider bite has a 100% death rate, so he runs off to kill the spider with the meat hook, however, it's quickly taken out by the now 10-foot spider. Marcy and Slick follow the screams, only finding his glasses, and Bicker yet again running down the dark, dank hallways. Agent Grey and the army guy come down the same stairwell, which in no way was the exact same stairwell that Marcy and Slick just ran down seconds earlier. Grey sees a spider in the dark, so sends the soldier to his death. Marcy and Slick find a lift, unfortunately, and needs a passcode and ID to make it work, so they abandon the lift and climb the shaft, only to find the 10-foot spider with a mouth which mouth flap, which I don't think spider actually have. They fall hundreds of feet down the lift shaft and wouldn't you know it, they land on a spider's web. God, this thing's been fucking busy, hasn't it? Slick is of course stuck in the web, whereas Marcy just removes her shirt and she's free. Oh, didn't I mention she's been slowly slipping off throughout this movie. I wonder if she's going to be fighting in some water later. Mm. Slick is quickly killed as Marcy makes her tearful escape up the shaft and barely escaped the spider's clutches. Marcy sits in a ball position, crying and rocking, as we hear voiceovers from Slick and Jake. This somehow snaps out of it, and she's now super Ripley. Back with the army, as two hunt down the city's nightmare boiler room, both are quickly killed by the huge bulletproof spider. Agent Murphy is lost in a boiler room and pipes, so he starts to strip off too. At least the writer is equal opportunities pervert. Just then, Marcy runs past him and he gives her chase. Two more soldiers are taken out, leaving only the two AMIB agents and the hapless colonel. Marcy gets a jump on Agent Murphy and quickly disarms him as she shoots at him three times and then runs off to dropping the gun. Agent Grey lets the final soldier, the colonel, I think, get bitten by the spider and then comes out with the shadows. Okay, I get they're going to go for this alien vibe, but... Burke, he ain't. They have feel miserable about this one. And shoots the soldier dead. So that's now two people he's killed in cold blood. Marcy, now somehow rearmed, is wandering around the boiler room. Here, Agent Murphy, now shirtless, disarms Marcy and they both fall into water. Luckily, both are wearing tight white vests then. Where Marcy kicks a bloody shit out of Murphy. 
Just then, the spider shows up and drags Murphy away. So Marcy pulls a pipe out of the wall and puts it in one of the eyes of the spider, and they both run for it. Running through the corridors of pipes, they find Agent Grey. It's here he tells her he knows who Marcy is. Why would an MIB agent know or even care what a college newspaper reporter who only writes for a small college newspaper? I mean, it's not good. it's the New York Times. He tries to shoot Marcy, so Murphy pulls out his gun and they both have a Mexican standoff until Agent Grey is wrapped up in some terrible CGI webbing. Grey gets stung by the spider as Murphy and Marcy run off into the spider's cocoon chamber, finding all the bodies of its victims or the spider eggs stuck inside them, but they find the keycard and run to the lift, getting there just in time for Modern War 2. Catch up on them and they ride a super fast lift to the top. That's 24 floors in 30 seconds. Too bad Mother in Law 2 has hitched a ride in the bottom of the lift and has now broken through the bottom of the lift and is attacking both Agent Murphy and Marcy. Murphy makes the lift go down, squishing the spider, and both ride the lift back up to freedom. They run to the newspaper offer office, even offer? Where, surprise, surprise, Marcy and Murphy fall in love. In editor's office, surprise, that job, Agent Grey is waiting for him after killing the editor. That's now three people he's killed in cold blood, which none of the dozens of staff heard. He spews out his plan for Project Mother-in-Law, which is to drop these spiders behind enemy lines and let the spider run amok, and then transform into a gigantic spider in some truly awful CGI. Seconds later, after running for their lives, the spider bursts through the wall and is now 20 foot tall. It then runs up runs amok and kills everything in its path. The one thing I like about this movie is most of the effects are done for real. Only about 25% of the time the CGI is used, however the CGI is very fucking poor. Marcy and Murphy find Grey's helicopter, complete with armour-piercing rocket launcher, in which Murphy fires one of the rockets to the spider only for it to bounce off the spider's endoskeleton. So they give chase via the air. Seconds later, it's pitch black. As the spider is killing everything in sight, the cops, of course, shop and are useless. So it's down to Ripley, oh sorry, Marcy, to shoot a rocket down the spider's gullet, blowing up from the inside. So you're telling me a college newspaper reporter can get a one in a million shot using a rocket launcher she has never fired before? Okay then. I get this is a dumb sci-fi movie about giant alien spiders and she's supposed to be Ripley, but come on. Anyway, to make things even worse, she's hanging off a thin rope. Right then. She makes it and blows it up from the inside. So, now with Mother in Law 3 in pieces and Marcy is covered in pumpkin guts and fake blood, the two fly off into the sunset, sorry, sunrise, as a credits roll. So, that was Spider's A Ridiculously Bad B Movie that knows it's a ridiculous bad B Movie with some good practical effects, par sci-fi horror acting. The script is awful, but who cares? This is a fun time. I'm going to give this thing 5 out of 10. Just don't expect a blockbuster movie, and you'll enjoy this thing for what it is. A dumb sci-fi movie. Come back next week for the imaginative title, Spiders 2. Then next month, I look at the Star Wars franchise. June is Lost Boys, July is American Pie, August is Summer Hits of 87, 97 and 2007. September is Hannibal Lecter, October is Halloween, where I look at the first three Hellraiser movies. Don't forget to leave a like and follow me on SoundCloud. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod, or email me what you thought of this podcast to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise 
podcasts of Omen, Fly, Cycle, Resident Evil and Underworlds, as well as my solo podcast for Aliens, Donnie Darko, Doctor Who the Movie, V for Vendetta, The Shining and many, many more. A bye-bye.